This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I... uh... I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Jared Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, well, baseball isn't boring. And you know how I know that? Because I've been following the Baltimore Orioles the last couple of days. That, that's how I know baseball isn't boring. It comes in so many different ways. And this is this is just another way. The Baltimore Orioles and the expert. There's nobody I'd rather talk to right now than Eric Barstool RDT. So, Eric, what's going on, man? Not much. Um, again, just it's just another day in the life of an Orioles fan where you got owners chirping at, at media members for seemingly nothing. So counting down the days till spring training and uh, again, just trying to avoid any of this other nonsense that's going on within the warehouse. Well, so like we said, we, we, we do this, Eric, we do this in so many different ways. So, I mean, I'm going to go down the list of, you know, we had just the other day, Josh Lindblom retired, had his first interview since he retired. We had on, on Bushiambi today talking about broadcasting, about the optimism of the Cubs. Um, late tomorrow, we're going to have uh, a live uh, mentoring um, with uh, Rich Hill mentoring Mike Burroughs, a Pirates pitching prospect, because who doesn't like a good live mentoring on a podcast? <laughs> but there's right. a lot of ways to phrase baseballs and boring. But, man, the Orioles – the Orioles, so in synopsis, and, and please tell me if I'm full of hooey, if, if I'm am I am misrepresenting this. Dan Conley, who I know a little bit, and he's been covering the, the Orioles for a while. Um, you had this event uh, where Angelos, one of the Angelos' son, who is the CEO, correct? CEO. Yep, correct. Okay. So he, um, he has first media availability in a long, long time. And it's on Martin Luther King Day. The mayor of Baltimore, that, that was who was by his side, correct? Correct. Yep. Brandon oh, Scott oh, is his name. Brandon Scott. Okay. So um, they're there. And understandably, you know, with the media invited, with the first accessibility that they've had in a long, long time, um, he has asked questions about the Orioles, um, which has been sort of, it's funny because our, you know, the Orioles. This is another reason why why this is such an entertaining thing. The Orioles are one of the best stories in baseball right now. Holy mackerel! I mean, you have what the number one farm system. You have this team that basically got an enema and and has turned everything inside out, and now all of a sudden are good. 
in the American League East. You have all this optimism, and then you can you can't just go without just say, "Hey, isn't it going to be fun? Isn't it going to be great?" You have this confrontation between Dan Conley and Angelos, um, where Angelos is basically saying, "How dare you ask me these questions?" Because it's Martin Luther King Day, and I want to get to that because. Watching the video, it made me so mad. It must have made, I don't know, can't imagine how it made you feel, but I've talked enough. As as someone who is the voice of, of the fandom with the Orioles, give me your take on what's going on. It was, I think when I originally, I didn't see the video until last night, you know, when I think it was Paul Gessler tweeted out the videos. And again, it's like a five minute video, but it's definitely worth your watch. But I saw the quotes. And I just retweeted the quote and said, this is wild. Like, what a spin zone. Like, that's, I mean, someone said, like, John Angelos is now leading the league in spin rate because that was just incredible what he did. <laughs> and and it is. I mean, like you said, Con- Dan Connolly, who I've interacted with a little bit. I really like him. I, I think his stuff on The Athletic is great. His piece last night was awesome. I thought, I mean, he and, and Dan doesn't really get. I don't think he got aggressive, but in the article, he kind of was was letting it all out. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, he again, he was invited to a press conference. Uh, multiple baseball reporters were were invited there because it was dealing with the Orioles. Naturally, baseball questions are going to come up. He he answered a question from Rich Dubroff, um, who was again is an Orioles beat reporter, and Rich asked him something about signing the lease, and he didn't answer. He kind of went around it and he did the same thing where it was like, I'm not really going to get into this stuff, but you know, the Orioles are going to be here for a long time. Because the lease so is up he, the lease is up after this year, right? Two thousand at the end of this yeah. yes. Yeah. And then it's like they have a I think by February first, there's a one time five year extension that they can opt into, basically. And again, it's kind of like time's ticking. People wanna and again, people I, I obviously was not around for it, but many Orioles fans are still sour from the Colts where the Earth says, you know, we're going to be here. We're going to be here. We're going to be here. So now there's people being like, it's just word of mouth right now. I don't care what you say until that pen is on the paper. We're going to we're going to keep asking about it. So, again, they're, they're good questions. But, yeah, Dan Connolly asked this question, you know, about Angelos and what do you see in one year and three years and five years? And that's when he kind of Angelos just took over the press conference and he kind of said, I'm going to answer this one. And again, if you haven't watched the video, go and watch it because it's. Mm startling and again in dan's piece in the athletic he said it went from a press conference to a lecture and he said i felt like i was in middle school and he said i was waiting for this guy to take my milk money and shove me into the locker because <laughs> he just tried to just intimidate him and was like you know are you from here do you live here and it's like meanwhile john angelos has a house in sarasota spring or no i'm not i think it's sarasota mm. um nashville and then saratoga so he's Dan in the article was like, you don't even live here. Who are you to ask me? You don't live here. Dan's like, I went to high school here. You know, I, I live, you know, he lives in New York, Pennsylvania now. But I mean, it was incredible. And again, for I thought and much like everyone else, I thought it was very inappropriate, immature. I thought it was an awful look for Angelos to use MLK Day as this shield as to why I'm not answering questions. And you should use, you know, take a little perspective. And it's like, like Dan said, you scheduled this press conference knowing what day it was. Obviously, the the gesture, the the five million dollars to this charitable organization is great. It's awesome. It's fantastic, and it should be talked about. But all John had to do was say, "Hey, listen, guys, we're here to talk about the charity. I, I, I'll, you know, I'll meet with you next week. But as of right now, let's just let's talk about the charity and let's talk about the you know the donation and stuff like that." I think if he would have done that, 
it would have been okay. There probably would have been some pushback. But for him to be like, you know, on today of all days, on Martin Luther King Day, take some perspective. And it's again, it's like he was hiding behind it. And it's just I thought it was an awful look for John. Um, I thought Dan was great. Again, he didn't back down. They took the microwave and he kept being like, I want to I, I have a question. And John was like, no, you're not going to ask that blah, blah, blah. And so, again, it was just like a you just have to kind of <laughs> sigh. And you're like, how many days till spring training? When do well, pitchers and catchers again, report? I mean, this is where this is supposed to be good times. Rainbow yeah. Express, you know, like the sunshine and unicorns when when it comes to the Orioles these days, after everything that Orioles fans have gone through. And you bring up a good point, Eric, is that the very thing that Angelos was trying to claim that Conley was using inappropriately was exactly what he was using inappropriately, which is, as you said, using the MLK Day as a shield. And he kept coming back to that because because that was uh, – we've all seen um, people who are not used to being challenged who are not equipped to be to, to actually de- defend themselves, to just sort of tie themselves in a knot and latch onto something like that and just keep pounding it and pounding it and pounding it. And at some point in that video, in that exchange, you just feel like saying, like, dude, like, stop it. It's like, stop mm-hmm. it. Like th- this, this, this is not a good idea to keep saying the MLK day. Like, how dare you ask this question on MLK day? I mean, it's, it just wasn't. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think that you're right. I think the piece was excellent. I think that how Dan handled himself was excellent. Um, and you're just sitting there and you're just saying, like, I don't know about you, Eric, but like, I'm just like, I'm so I'm watching. I'm like, they better not take that mic from him. They better not take that mic from him, you know? And um, it's just, it was, just, it was sad. And if I was the mayor, I would have been like, hey, thank you for all the donations. Thank you for all you do. But if you're going to, you have to understand that if you're going to invite the media here and you haven't shown up in X amount of days, X amount of months, this is going to happen. And what you did is use, use Martin Luther King Day as a shield. So, yeah, it was bad, man. Like it was, it was just, I've seen this so many times with Owen. But I do want to come back to with the Orioles. I mean, Eric, like I, I look at the Orioles from afar all these years and I'm like, oh my goodness. The patience, the patience, the patience. Mm-hmm. Brendan Hyde still has a job, the patience, the patience. And then boom, it paid off. And that's the thing is that this isn't just the feel-good story of 2022. Oh, good for the Orioles for making a little bit of a run. They have the best farm system in baseball. Holy mm-hmm. crap. So I want you to feel good about yourself. <laughs> so. Yeah, again, it's like you would think that he would be like, you know, yes, you know what? Let's talk about the ball club. Like we're here in the warehouse. Again, there's all. Orioles logos everywhere. And again, it, it wasn't Orioles. Th- th- there was Orioles incorporated into this press conference. So it's not like it was at a YMCA or something downtown. You know, it was in the warehouse. They're overlooking Camden Yards. So I don't think it would have been inappropriate for him to be like, hey, yeah. And you know what? This ball club this year, again, you know, 83 wins last year. And like you said, number one farm system. And we're bringing more guys up. Like no one would have been like, oh, he said that on Martin Luther King Day at this press conference. <laughs> They would have been like, hell yeah. Like, let's talk about this. Let's well, that, you, you, again, bring, like you, you, you bring up a good point. He was one that sprinkled in the whole thing. Well, like, hey, like, look at we nobody's had back to back top prospects. How dare you bring up top prospects on Martin Luther King Day, Angelos? He talked about it. It, it. it seemed it seemed like a scene out of Curb Your Enthusiasm. If you've seen it, like I could have imagined 
Larry David doing that, you know, being like, I don't want to talk to you because it's Martin Luther King Day. And again, it's like it was a, it, obviously it's a great holiday. And again, like the press conference was perfect. And and again, to, to acknowledge what they're doing. But it's like like Dan said, you scheduled it for today and invited us. Dan, Dan, in the article said we didn't bombard. You know, it's not like it was a, a surprise, like, oh, crap, the media's out there. Oh, no. What are they going to ask? It's like, dude, you invited them. Like I, I inviting someone over for dinner, and then when they ask, like, "Hey, what's for dinner?" Being like, "What dinner? No, not here." How like how did you ask that on how dare, today how of dare, all days? How dare you bring up food on this dinner yeah, party? Like, well, yeah, the audacity. The, yeah. It, so it's so, crazy. so does this? So this is again. This is like this is why so many aspects of baseball are great. Um, because I, up until this point, what was the vibe? You know, obviously this has dominated the sort of Orioles news cycle today. But what was the vibe like heading into heading into Sarasota? What was the vibe heading into spring training? Um, probably was a whole lot different than even last year, right? I mean, every, the lack is oh, last yeah. year. Last year, you have this sort of, oh, just trust us. We have these guys coming up. You're going to have to trust us. Well, I'm sorry. For the last eight years, we've been kind of trusting us. But actually, it came to fruition. So what is the vibe now? P- people are excited. People are pumped. Um, again, like last year was lo- like – all right, let's. I can't wait until the guys get up. I can't wait until Adley comes up and Gunner comes up and and DL Hall comes up and Grayson Rodriguez comes up. And now it's like everyone but Grayson is up. And if Grayson didn't have that injury, he would have been up. So now it's like, all right, w- there's no more waiting. Like we're seeing the guys. Like you can go to the ballpark and see Gunner Henderson, who's you know the odds-on Rookie of the Year favorite. You can see Adley Rutschman, who is projected to be top five in WAR. So it's like people are like, I mean, I. Again, I, people have not been this excited for the offseason and opening day since maybe the 2018 season when they kind of went all in and then they fell flat on their face, but they still had that core. Mm-hmm. People are 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 itching to to get either to Sarasota, you know, to get down there because again, last year nobody really. I mean, you could go down and see the prospects, but it was like, all right, well, you know, this guy may be traded and that guy may be gone, but now it's like we have the core, we know who we're gonna see, so people are really excited. Obviously, um, there's still trades that can be made. I think everyone thinks that they're going to trade for a starter, which is what Elias has, you know, done when he's when he was with Houston. Mm-hmm. So people are pumped again. I mean, you can you're going to get you're going to be able to see Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, who are two of the the best young players. DL Hall is an absolute stud. Um, and then you got guys like Grayson Rodriguez and Jordan Westberg and, and you know, Connor Norby, guys who, who we we're going to see in this next year. So it's. People are excited there. And I don't think this is really going to it's this isn't going to put a damper on, on the offseason or, or, you know, going into spring training. I think people are still going to be jacked up because of 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 just the young potential there. And again, I didn't even talk about Ryan Mountcastle and Santander and, and those guys. I mean, there's there people are genuinely excited about this team. And that, that hasn't happened in Baltimore for a long, long time. So and think about like it. You said, you... The patient, the, the patience has has oh. has. It's it's it used to be like trust the prospects like the Sixers had their trust the process. <laughs> this was trust the prospects. And now it's like, I think it's working. I think it is because, again, we saw it from the time Adley came up, la- you know, last year. And you know what? It usually doesn't, man. It usually doesn't mm-hmm. like the the, the mm-hmm. five year plans. Never. When someone says the five year plans, never trust the five year plans. No, and, no, and you know, and and you know, hey, listen, the Astros, the Astros did a good job of it, but a lot of times it doesn't work out. So you know, I go back to, you know, it was so depressing, um, seeing seeing a lot of you know the games there, 
I, and this is, uh, you know, I'm a little bit older. So my wife's from Baltimore. My wife's from Towson, actually Lutherville. So, okay. um, so when we were, we were married in Baltimore where it was so hot that, uh, our, our horse drawn carriage couldn't happen because the horses were going to fall yeah. over. So, uh, but anyway, but that was right around, um, what were the early days of Camden Yards, Camden Yards. And it was, it was the place to be. It was so awesome. It was mm-hmm. so great. And then, and then I juxtapose it covering some of the games there in the last couple of years. I was like, oh man, like this, this is such a great place. And there's nobody mm-hmm. here. There's nobody here. So my question to you, Eric, is, is this optimism, is this going to translate into actually people going to the park, people getting that sort of vibe back that they've had on so many runs throughout the last 20 years? Like, is it actually going to, and you're right. I mean, the Angelos thing, People aren't going to come. They don't. People don't come to watch this guy. They don't unless unless he's threatening to move. That's a different thing. But mm-hmm. this is about the team and finally getting the payoff. Is that going to translate to people coming? I, I think it absolutely will. And and again, I mean, look at 2014 where they kind of came out of nowhere. Obviously, 2012 they had that that year was unbelievable. And you know they came out of nowhere, made this wild card run. You know, won the won the wild card game and and were. I mean, Nate McLeod hit the foul pole in New York and they called it, they, they called it a foul ball. Um, but they were that close to wait. They were that close to beating the Yankees and moving on. Um, and then, you know, 2013, again, another decent season. I think they ended 81 and 81, but 2014, when they had that 96 win season, I mean, every night there was, there was 39, 40,000 people there. And again, it was ballpark was hopping and it was, I saw this year, I saw a lot of what I saw in 2014, where I have friends who not everyone is like you and I, where we can watch 150 baseball games a year, you know, and, and really watch this team. But I had friends who haven't gone to a game in six years being like, I get home from work and I turn on the Orioles game now. I, I set my dinner plans around the Orioles or if they're home, you know, at 530, they'll say, oh, let's go down to the ballpark as opposed to being like, I'm, I don't know. Why would I go there? You know? So, yeah, I mean, and and. <laughs> You saw that a lot with the Yankees and the Red Sox games where it used to be. I, I used to refuse to go to Yankees or Red Sox games when they when they played down here, because, again, it's 30,000. Oh, you know, let's, yeah. Let's go Yankees. The, the Inner Harbor. Or, you walk that day of the game. Don't even bother walking. The Inner Harbor has become oh, like no. tourist city, right? It's 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 Yankee jerseys with last names on the back as far as the eye can see. Yeah. And and it was the same thing with the Red Sox. I, I mean, I remember sitting behind home plate and Ortiz hit a home run and you would have thought you were at Fenway. Yeah. And the place went bananas. And it was just like, this is so embarrassing. And and again, it's like, it's fine. You want the other crowd. You want the other fans to be there because you want that back and forth. It's fun mm-hmm. getting into it with the other fans. But when there's when there's 40,000 people there and 33,000 of them are Yankee fans, it's like, get me get me the hell out of here. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I and, and again, you started to see that when crowds more and more and. Again, it's still tough on the weeknights when school starts, you know, but summer, I mean, there was a series and, and say what you want about the giveaways, but they, they did a, like the flannel, the, um, the Orioles Hawaiian shirt, and then a, a floppy bucket hat and the Orioles, I think it was sellouts two nights in a row. And they, they had two walk-offs against the, uh, the, um, angels and the place was, it was incredible. I mean, I, I was on vacation in ocean city watching it, but I'm like, I have goosebumps watching this. And Brandon Hyde was like. This is the best atmosphere I've ever seen. And he was like, give away a, a, a bucket hat every night. I don't care. Give away Hawaiian shirts every single night if it's like this. Yeah. So I, I think, and again, now that we had Trey, we had Manny, we had Adam Jones, guys who were the face of the franchise. 
And again, when they traded Trey Mancini away last year, that hurt a lot of people. And because well, I was going to say that was sort of like a sad trombone in the middle of all the optimism, right? Yeah, and it, it sucks because I've become very friendly with Trey. I've known him since 2015, so like. I'm talking to his fiance, you know, during the games being like, what's where she's texting me. Where are we going? What's happening? And I'm like, you tell me, I don't know. And I, I wanted him to stay. I really did. I think he obviously knew what was going to happen and obviously it worked out. He got a ring, you know? So it's like, good. I, that, that's that. If, if he was going to be traded, that's where I wanted. I didn't want him to go to Milwaukee where he missed the playoff by three games or something. And it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, this yeah. kind of sucks. <laughs> but again, now we have these guys who are known around baseball. You have an Adley Rutschman who again is a, and he's a bona fide superstar. He's an absolute stud. He's the all-American kid. Again, Gunnar Henderson, D.L. Hall, Grayson Rodriguez. We have these guys who are the face of the franchise who people will come out to see. It's not like there's nothing nothing against Cedric Mullins and Austin Hayes, but I don't know if they're getting that many people off their couch on a Thursday night to the ballpark. But it's like Adley Rutschman will put butts in the seats. Right. Um, so I, I think people are really, really fired up. And again, I mean... I'm getting texts from my friends on Sunday night who are out at bars watching the Ravens games. And he's like, I'm, I'm wearing my Adley jersey and people are coming up to me and talking about it during a Ravens playoff game. <laughs> so it's again, it's like, I, I, it's, I think the tides are really turning here. And I think people are genuinely excited. And I, I mean, winning cures all. So again, if they come out and they're hot early, I think we're going to see some really, really good crowds. And I really hope they do. And, I, you know, even if they don't come out on fire, I, ho- I hope the fans stick with them and, and, you know, we'll we'll stay consistent over the over the season because uh, I like we it. saw I it mean, last year. The, the, it, the day Adley came up, everything changed, and the crowd started getting better and better. I like it. The 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 your heart rate. It's like you know. I don't know if you're always when you start talking to Orioles if you're always like this, but <laughs> I hope so. I like this is yeah. This is, this is, it was like we had. Uh, it's funny because here we are. We're sitting in you know middle to almost late January, and. And when I when we have people on, like we had Pedro Grafal on the other day, the White Sox manager, and you could mm-hmm. see like almost the same as you. Like here, we, like once you get start talking, it's like mm-hmm. let's go, let's <laughs> go. Yeah. But so so with all of that said, and I appreciate your time, Aaron. With all that said, you inarguably the toughest division. We've had this conversation, which is the toughest division. I think it's a pretty good one. Um, maybe not top heavy toughest division but beginning to end toughest division um the orioles in order to do what you want them to do which is make the playoffs what what is the final piece or pieces that they have to have happen i they they need to add and this is where i think they missed out is they in the in the offseason i think they need to add a middle of the order bat um a josh bell would have been perfect um you know, someone like that who is just a, a big bopper right in the middle. Um, and then they need starting pitching. As, as much as I love Dean Kramer and Kyle Bradish and some of those guys, they came out of nowhere. And not not came out of nowhere. We we Kramer was a top guy when he came over from Manny from the Dodgers, and Bradish was um a guy that they got in the Bundy trade from from Los Angeles. So they had pedigrees, but they, I mean, they both pitched out of their minds the second half of last year. I mean, Bradish had like back-to-back eight and two-thirds inning starts against the Astros, where I think he gave up three hits combined. It's unbelievable. Um, and then again, you add a Kyle Gibson, who is okay. No one is shaking in their boots in the AL East, going, "Oh man, we got to face Kyle Gibson tomorrow." Uh-huh. Like, so again, it what 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 Elias's track record says is he will trade prospects for an established starter. Again, he did it with, I think, Grinky in Houston. He did it with Verlander, you know, and and Cole in, in Houston. So, again, three decent guys. So, 
they're not going to go out and get someone like that. But I, I think, you know, a lot of people want them to go and poach a pitcher from the Mariner or uh, Marlins, someone, you know, with young, young pitcher and stuff like that. Yeah, guys yeah, with yeah, you, the Orioles and, and every other team in Major League Baseball. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The, the exactly. who says the who says no fake trade proposals always involve, <laughs> involve the Marlins is great. And it's yeah. Great. And, and like, especially especially who did they just sign? They just signed or they um. There's traded the shorts Rojas. Yeah, and yeah. so that's they were like, oh, you know, oh, they the just signed no uh, Johnny up. Cueto. They signed Johnny Cueto. That, that's yeah. who. That's yeah. who it was. So now everyone in Birdland is like, well, you know, they just added someone. That means they're going to trade them. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess, but <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I, you know, I again, I think they need a big bat in the middle of the order. You know, to protect. You know, right or put a guy like like Josh Bell behind Adley, and they would be awesome. Um, but they they need those because again, it's. Like you mentioned, it's the AL beast. I mean, these the lineups just don't quit. The pitching staffs are are awesome, and and I don't think any team in baseball is going to um is, is happier that they're getting that that uh, that balanced schedule and they're mm. taking six games away from each division. <laughs> you know, each division opponent. Thank God, because again, it, I, when I saw that, it was like, yes, this is awesome, especially for the Orioles again, because I mean, they won eight. 83 games last year but it's like they got their 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 brains beat in by the you know by the Blue Jays and the Yankees and and every year if you look at every year the the winner of the AL East you look at their by who they beat by teams it's always whoever can win that series against the uh, the Orioles I think you know a couple years ago the Yankees won like 9 and 8 or 8 and 9 against them yeah. and they lost the division that year and the Red Sox went like 17 and 2 or something yeah yeah so again it, it's they're they're the they're the key to the division. So no nobody benefits more from that change. So let's. I'm not. So again, there's I, still time time to add some guys. So so I'm just curious. Are you excited for baseball? I can't really tell. Are you ready to go? <laughs> I mean, are you ready to roll? You you can see my Christmas gift behind me. The Orioles Hall of Famers on the wall. Like got that hung up. Yes, I, I'm. Because again, I'm I'm from Baltimore, but I'm a Titans fan. So my my football season's been over for a while. So I'm just I've been focused and and. I've been, you know, talking to some of the the prospects and the young guys, you know, being like, "How are we feeling? We getting ready for Sarasota?" And <laughs> I just got invited to this event in the warehouse in a couple of weeks, so Ooh, I'm, nice. I'm I'm pumped. It's 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 going to be fun. You know, I find myself randomly at night just searching on Twitter like Gunnar Henderson and just watching highlights and being like, "This is going to be so much fun." There's so I, there's nothing that is more convincing than a in a player uh, taking batting practice without a shirt on or uh, or you know doing forty yard dashes. It's like yep. oh oh big year like the Red Sox did it did it with Tristan Cass as their first baseman. Mm-hmm. He literally took one swing. Oh my god! Oh, there he goes. I, I mean, but, I'm I'm the exact same way. I I see an Adley highlight and I'm like, that's that's that has 35 bombs written all over. <laughs> right. Well, so, hey, listen, see. listen, great stuff, man. Great stuff. I hope uh, I hope you chime on in back here again. It's this you represent all that's good. So that's uh, I appreciate it, Eric. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you uh, having me on. I got to make my way up to Boston uh, for a game, too, now that they're finally decent <laughs> enough.